This is the Lost Ground Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Yummy and Mr. Early ETS. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I have a drinking problem? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Because of the implication. Go fuck yourself, you bald-headed son of a bitch! I've seen more hair on bacon! Did you just call me a black cunt? Yes, he did. You can't do that, that's racist. But you are black and you are the cunt, Ernie. Those are the facts. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. So, Mr. Early ETS, you know how, like, you're texting a girl, and they, they text you, and you're like, hey, I'm home all alone, you should come over. That's literally, mm. what, that's literally what happened earlier. You, you texted me, and you're like, hey, my parents are going to be gone, and my brother's not coming over tonight. Uh, we should do a podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, I was, like, so excited. I was about to take my clothes off right then and there. You did seem excited. You oh. seemed, like, like, horny about it. Which, you know, like it was clear, like, you, people say, like, oh, when you're texting, there's no emotions. But, like, I could clearly detect your horniness. You, you could feel it? No, it was, it was very obvious. I was like, well, wow, that's the first time I've ever gotten, like, just a text message and been like, oh, I totally didn't understand the vibe that he was feeling. Could you tell if I was erect or not? You know, I couldn't tell if you were erect, but I know that you at least had a semi-chub, if yeah. not a full erection. A little bit of a chode, for sure. Uh... Well, how's it going, dude? It's been, it's only been a week. This is, we're getting back on schedule. This is fucking amazing. We're doing good things. We, I mean, I don't know about good, but we're doing them. We're doing things. Things. Things that are not felonies. That's, uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, those, that's good. It's not bad, at least. You know, I can't say it's good, but it's not bad. And that's at least, I try to live my life, you know, if I don't feel good, I'm like, at least I'm not actively doing anything bad. That's true. That's very true. I mean, Sometimes but, it's not about getting first place. It's just about not going to prison. Just not going what? Not going to not prison. Not going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about Speaking first of which, sometimes you can do bad things and still not go to prison, though. Did you hear that um, Bill Cosby just walked free? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that he walked free. I mean, he did, what, two-plus years? But, yeah, I mean, I guess... like, what was it, a 14-year conviction? Oh, I don't know. But yeah, you just, I mean, they let him out earlier. Hey, that's... He was expected to. It's called black pr- privilege, dude. No? I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. Oh, I mean... It was pretty wild that they actually, that the appeal went through and he was able to walk free. Why, why did he free? go... I don't know who his lawyer was, but God, that's a good lawyer. No kidding. Like, how? what was the appeal for? Like, I, didn't, I just heard that it happened. I don't know anything around it. So what happened is, is that Bill Cosby claims that the, the district attorney made a verbal agreement with him that if he disclosed and gave, um, gave uh, information on the events, that he would be immune to prosecution. And there's no paperwork to prove this exists at all. But because the media picked up and started saying that this was true, the, the court, the you know, judges had to go, well, you know, even though there's no proof, we still, it seems like it, it's believed to have existed. Therefore, legally, the evidence they used against him couldn't have been used against him because he gave that evidence under the idea that he couldn't be prosecuted for it. 
So there's zero proof. Yeah. But wow. like, if he did make that deal, then he couldn't have been convicted. But they have no way of knowing. It, well, in California, a um, verbal agreement is legally binding. And it was made in California? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Good for them. Like, his lawyer dug deep to figure that shit out. Like, I'm, I'm just like, to be able to convince people and pull that one off, like, that guy might be saint. It's truly impressive that... The lawyer's like, hey, remember, Cosby, if I get you out, you go right back to raping. <laughs> Uh, it would be amazing if, I mean, it would be horrible, but amazing if he did. <laughs> if he didn't get like, busted in two months? Yeah, just instantly, and then like, gets thrown back in prison right away. <laughs> that would, I mean, I don't want any, anybody to get hurt. It would be funny if he got, there was a reason to get him back to prison right away. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just imagining like his lawyer in court, like wearing a red vest, having like fucking pointed ears, a tail top hat and it was like like the the the, the lawyer going against it was like you can clearly see this is satan and the judge is like well according there's no legal precedent on us not allowing satan into court <laughs> and when they when they when they go to arrest them to take them back they, i just wanted to be like hey hey, hey you're fucked and he's like, oh, shit. But I, but I, but I didn't mean to put the drugs in the drinking and the drinking in my penis. And, and he's like, no, you're just I mean, fucked. honestly, you know, you got to look at the bright side, you know, with the, how many seasons he did kids say the darndest thing. At least as far as we know, he never touched any children up. Yeah, I mean, at least he's not a pedophile. I mean, I think that's the yeah. only thing worse than, like, a rapist is at least you're not a pedophile. You know, it, the thing that's funny is that you're not even wrong. Because, like, you could find out that someone's a cannibal. And you're like, at least you're not a rapist or a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, I would like, say. Like, cannibals are above that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really true. Can- cannibals are above murderers. Yeah, at least you used who you killed. Yeah, well, no, I'm saying, like, you could have a murderer and you could have a cannibal side by side. As long as the cannibal didn't kill the person, they're, I would say, morally better than the murderer. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I wouldn't, like, as, if I met those two people, I'm like, hey, this person found a body and ate it. I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. Definitely should go to jail. Yeah. But you're, de- you're better than the murderer who killed that person. Yeah. Now, I mean. No, that's true. Damn. But if you were, like, but if, if you're, if you, you murdered somebody who raped your sister, then I think that makes you morally better than a cannibal, though. Mm-hmm. This what, is that Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode where Jake's in prison, the primary character's in prison, and his cellmate, he finds out he was a cannibal? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're tough, though. I mean, you killed an eight people. He's like, children. I killed an eight children. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of levels to this. We got <laughs> we to gotta figure out exactly. Because, yeah, mur- murdering a child, is that worse? That's bad. Or better than raping a child? Oh, it's definitely, that's fucked up, because both things are fucked up. But murdering a child is definitely somehow a little less bad than raping a child, for I would, sure. I would have to agree. I mean, they're both just very evil acts, but, you know, because, like, you hear, oh, you know, this guy murdered a, a kid, you're like, but he didn't rape him, right? Like, you always, like, want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just oh. murdering a child's bad, but raping a child, because I th- I, that's just, that's a, a lasting wound. Murder's just mm-hmm. like one and done. You rape them, that's that's fucked up. 
And at least the prison system knows how to take care of those people. So. It, it does. It's a very uh, self, uh, self-resolving self problem, I guess. That, which is the biggest joke. Like, no, we don't have a death penalty in the state. We're going to send this child rapist to prison where he'll get killed by the prisoners. Now, would it be better for, like... like, like you feel that's not really that different, right? <laughs> would it be better for, like other prisoners to rape a child rapist or to have children rape a child rapist <laughs> no the other prisoners we don't want to we don't want to you know bring children to their level we want uh, children to aspire and become better than us i mean yeah but if it's for a good cause <laughs> 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 well this got weird <laughs> i didn't even ask you what what are you drinking i uh actually have very little to drink right now i've got uh I got a sweet tea and I got some vodka. Yes, a sweet, not twisted tea, a sweet tea. Oh no, twisted tea. That's one that. Okay, twisted. So tea. I got, I got uh, one twisted tea and then I have a little bit of vodka. So what you're telling me is that you've hit rock bottom. <laughs> no, I just, I came up with the idea, and then like I was like, hey, you know, let's use this opportunity tonight to record, and and then I was like, oh shit, I don't actually have alcohol. Uh-oh. I mean, I do have alcohol. I just didn't have anything special. No. Oh, well, I mean, I don't have anything special. Just drinking this Jameson and ginger beer, which I just ginger beer is not that good. Well, Especially zero sugar. Reeds? All natural. Reeds? Reeds for you? Oh, well, it's zero sugar. That's why you fucked up. Yeah. Well, I didn't fuck up. But Your waifu? My wife, Mrs. Yummy, bought this. She did terrible. Can't wait till episode 100 where we reveal that your wife's not actually a real person. She's a pillow. <laughs> it's a Maybe pillow. Hiring actors to play her on the podcast so you can pretend you have a real wife. <laughs> it's a pillow. It's a pet. It's a pillow pet. Mrs. Yummy. She by episode 100, she's gonna smell because I have sex <laughs> with her every night. Um, What's well, healthy? You know they say the honeymoon phase is the hardest. Is it? No, oh. no one says that. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, because I was like, oh, good. I'm glad it gets better than this because I've been miserable. <laughs> now, you're supposed to be in the easiest phase right now. It's before, you know, she starts pocketing some extra money away for when things go tits up and starts looking up how to find a hitman. See, I don't think she would hire a hitman. I think she would do it herself. No, you hire a hitman, then you hire a hitman to hit the hitman, and then you hit the second hire hitman. That way there's, you know, it's stretched out. It's harder for the cops to track it down. So you hire a hitman, and then you hire a hitman to kill the first hitman? Mm. And then you, what, hire a, a third hitman? Well, however much money you have, you can stretch it out. I mean, you really want to go for 10 or 12 links down the chain. but it's, I feel like that's how you get, like, a Mr. and Mrs. Smith type thing. <laughs> but gay. There was a, a case. God, this was years years ago, so I can't remember the details. But this guy and his wife were divorcing. Um, they had, didn't have any kids, but um, she was a nurse, an RN, and forget what he did. But he hired a hitman to go kill his uh, his wife that was divorcing him. He gave her a key to the house because she was still in the house, and he had moved to an apartment. And so this hitman, he paid him three hundred dollars to kill this, this bitch, some homeless dude who claimed to be a hitman. So when the hitman attacks the wife, she actually fought him off and beat the shit out of him. Wow. And called the cops. She was not a fit woman, you know, she was a she was a little heavy set woman. Mm-hmm. He was this little tweaker dude. That's three hundred dollars well spent. 
<laughs> even the cops, like, I, just, I remember, like, reading through it because it was so entertaining. But the cops were like, I don't, we don't even understand how he expected this skinny dude to move the wife. <laughs> even if he did manage to kill her. <laughs> yeah, like, like he was a large woman. <laughs> I was actually hoping that he would eat her and then gain like, the strength. Like, what did you think would happen? <laughs> He's going to kill her, eat her, and then gain the strength to move the rest of her. And that was that's all she wrote. Gone. <laughs> Back to cannibalism. <laughs> uh, what I was thinking about is if you hire too many hitmen, you're going to turn into a Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Smith type scenario, but I would never hire a woman hitman because they're inferior. So it's going to be like, a, <laughs> it's going to be Mr. and Mr. Smith, which is very progressive of me at the same point, too. You know, I would watch that about two, you know. Two like good-looking gay men that are married, but they don't speak, don't know the others in the assassin. Yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah, see, but I guess yeah, yeah. We could we could cast this, and you and I would be the lead roles, and there would be a very passionate love-making scene <laughs> every fifteen minutes. Just a really gay, and they're not even like sleek otter, like they're not like sleek hairless gay. They're like full hairy ass crack. I mean, still the size of otters, like really small, petite, but hairy as bears. Hairy, hairy, like hairy backs, hairy arms, hairy butts. Just like no grooming down there. No, I want the butthole's got to be groomed, but pubes are all there. <laughs> That's a weird. That's a weird line you won't cross. You're well, like, oh, yeah, I'm on board. Except, no, this one thing. I mean, imagine going into a hairy butthole. Like, imagine you're you're with a woman. I don't know. Aren't, like, Italian women super hairy? No offense to the Italians. But you're if you were having, like, if you were to do anal butt stuff with an Italian lady and she didn't shave her butt <clears throat> and it was particularly hairy, don't you think that, like, that would cause some un- undesirable friction? Well, I mean, we can't get to the posturing too much because, it wasn't like they were super into grooming their buttholes back in the, you know, Middle Ages and they're still doing anal. Especially in Italy. I'm talking now. Yeah, but I'm saying back in the day when they didn't have the grooming options, they were still doing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even if I didn't have the grooming options, I'd still be doing it, but I do. Therefore, I'm going to, you know, take advantage of it. I'm just, clearly the friction from the hair that you imagined was not a big enough of a deal breaker to make it essential. Well, no, I'm not saying it's big enough. I'm just trying to get the maximized uh, enjoyment out of this. Because these are going to be real <laughs> sex scenes that we are filming. <laughs> None of you're, this... like, you're like, hey, like when you're hiring the actor, you're like, okay, listen, Brad Pitt. Just so you know right off the bat, full penetration. And you are the catcher. <laughs> and receiver we're switch they're switch hitters you say catcher and receiver yeah they, they do both that that is the same thing oh i mean catcher and, <laughs> and pitcher wow i'm sorry I, I was already thinking ahead to like instead of the ending fight my mind was going like close to the head like you know how the end of mr and mrs smith is the giant fight scene in the store yeah i was thinking it devolves into a giant orgy Hmm. <laughs> I think we're just making a porno now. Wow. A gay porn, no less. Should should uh what's who's that really famous porn star dude? Man, like Mr. Sins or something? Johnny Johnny Sins. 
who who is a doctor and a soldier and a mechanic and everything. He's done. He's done out all. He's gonna be like yeah. the final boss for Mister and Mister Smith. Do they kill him though, or fuck him? Fuck him until he's dead. <laughs> yeah, we're just making a rough war now. Oh. Maybe I don't they... even know if I'm comfortable with this at this point. <laughs> okay, they'll just they'll just seduce him like we did like like <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to the movie we made where I was the the stripper that had to seduce. Yeah, and the weirdest part is that was your idea. <laughs> oh god. Me and Mr. Ducky were so uncomfortable and you were grinding and shaking your ass. <laughs> I still stand by it. I was being an artist, okay? That was the that was the exact moment I became 100% positive you were gay. <laughs> Look at me now, baby. Look at me now. Yeah, I'm, I'm still at that 100% positive, but... Like 99.8? I got a ring that says that I only sometimes am gay. I mean, if you randomly dropped in conversation that that your wife had a dick, I don't even know if I would be that surprised. Like, I probably wouldn't even pause. Would I'd you be upset? Was that? Would you be upset? I don't get why I, I would be upset. Okay, I'm just making sure. I wouldn't feel lied to. I've never had that conversation with your wife where I asked her directly what kind of genitalia she had. <laughs> you know, so I wouldn't be like, oh, you lied to me. That you somehow put the wool over my eyes. That should have been in your best man speech. Like, hey, uh, Mrs. Yummy, you got a dick? I, like, I didn't. Now I'm looking back. I should have asked her at some point. They're like, hey, just just to double check, this is a like, is this a hetero marriage or like it's where o- we at? It's okay if you do have a dick. I just need to know. I got I got a bet with Mr. Ducky. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask her next time I see her. I just don't run around asking people what they have in there. It's weird, you know. That's what I don't get about this whole giant going ons about translate. I meet people and I treat them, you know, as, as unless they're complete retards. I treat them pretty well. Yeah. And I don't ask them what's in their pants, and it's worked out for me my whole life. You should try it. I, I mean, start asking people what's in their pants. I'm like, I, I want to make sure I'm calling you by the right pronoun. So what you got down there? <laughs> And then also a follow-up question, what do you believe you should have down there? Because those might not match. Now I'm just coming off as transphobic. Yeah. We're going to get in trouble. Is that transphobic or is that just... I don't even know. I mean, I just don't care. These are dangerous waters. And I, I, I guess, like... I don't, I don't know nearly enough about it to make fun of it appropriately. So I'm, I'm personally just going to steer clear. <laughs> She's like, you fucking coward. Well, I just don't know. I want to, if I'm going to make fun of them. You know, I, I don't like to call people this. I try to save it for like the moments that really matter. But I'm going to call you it. What? And understand this comes from a place of love. But you goddamn Jerry. You fuck. Face. Yeah, I called you a Jerry. That's just, that was just <laughs> rude. That was, <laughs> that's not funny. That's, that's hurtful. Why? Yeah. So you, I have, I've learned that you did watch it. You told me you were going to watch it, episode one, season five, Rick and Morty. You enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I thought you would. There was one, one particular uh, 
thing that was said. I can't remember what it was now, but it absolutely cracked me up. But it was, no, it was a good episode. I, I think the ending line where Rick's getting arrested, he goes, I told you, he's an ice-cold dick killer. <laughs> and I laughed my ass off, and I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> God, I can't remember. Oh, it was such a good line. There's a lot. I mean, he controls the police, Jerry. <laughs> Stop. Now, what was it? They, like, take your clothes off. Now, fuck. They just start <laughs> fucking. Now, flee. Yeah. Fight. Am I, in the, am I in the right place, guy? I just saw a bunch of police uh, having uh, making love. Yeah, yeah, you're in the right spot. <laughs> I think Mr. Nimbus is the best new character they've added in a long time. You think he's going to stick I, around? I would like to see more of him. Oh, wait, you've already seen the second episode. Yes, I have. Does he stick around? He's not in the second episode, but I hope he's in more in the future. Okay. He is. He is very interesting. And that's what when at the end when it shows Beth and uh, Jerry going to have the threesome with Mr. Nimbus. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know Jerry did some gay shit in there. God, I hope so. I hope he was, like, slapping Beth's face away from his cock and was just like, give it to me. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Yeah, I know. But I, <laughs> I really hope it happened. <laughs> I know it's gross, but it's in my fan fiction now. <laughs> so I'm doing a screenplay. It's going to be great. That uh, was a story I heard from a, a guy who did background investigations for the military. Yeah. For people who are looking to get into MOSs, you know, that you need a secret or a top secret to get into. Yeah. And he said there was one guy, he was trying to go for an MOS that needed the top secret, and he was doing the background, and the guy was really sketchy about giving him any details about his online activity. What was and so he, he ended up doing, at? like, his own research to find out what the guy was up to online, and the guy had published, like, hundreds, if not thousands, of, like, of, like porn, you know, erotic fiction about the characters from Friends. So did he get the did he get this top secret? No, he did not get his top secret. Oh, damn. <laughs> it wasn't because of the friends. Well, partly it was basically because he was trying to hide this huge life he had online as this writer under a pseudonym. So I just want to know: had he not hidden it, would he have gotten it? You know, I don't know. Like on paper, I assume the answer should be yes. That he would have gotten it, but let's, you and I know the military. He probably would not. They would have found another reason. Which is, I'm not arguing with. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, we kind of hope that they would not let that kind of a uh, person in, but I mean. I mean, that's what you gotta, you gotta think like, how much are we willing to accept everyone's personal little fetishes before it's like, no, wait, this guy's gonna be in control of nukes? Let's not get the guy who's writing thousands of pages on Ross banging out Joey. Oh, was it gay? No, I, I don't know. I didn't ask the specifics of it. I, just, oh. I mean, I mean, there's only so many stories you can write about Rachel, Monica, and Phoebe before you start gotta have a guy is pairing up. That's true. I mean, <laughs> like no. this this uh, background investigator, like, he had like he was like, no, it was a lot. Like I was astonished by the sheer volume of it. And it was canonical. Like, it all stayed in the same universe where each story played off the other one. Man, maybe he, like, he missed out on his true calling of, like, <laughs> doing that, I guess. I don't know. 
Did he let's make <laughs> money off of it? I I can't imagine you make much money off of writing erotic fan fiction. Like I f- I mean, come on. There's some weird kinks out there that people are paying for. There Somebody's got to be out there. I mean, that's what um, Fifty Shades of Grey started off as erotic fan fiction for Bella and Edward. See? And after she had basically written a full book, she got hit up saying, like, hey, we can change the names and make him not a vampire and we'll buy your book. And look where she is. And now she's rich. So, like, I guess rarely, but I can't imagine that it happens often, erotic fan fiction. I feel like most of the time you're just writing to an empty space with a bunch of weirdos who also read it and jerk off to it. I mean, sh- sure, like, I mean, even if it's just the same, you know, couple thousand people in the world reading your shit, but if you, I mean, if he put in, he's putting out hundreds of thousands of, you know, mini stories. I, I imagine now with Patreon, you probably could make some money with it. Be like, hey, I'll write if I get so many followers. And so, I mean, that could have been his real calling. And again, hey, you know, lots of people write and write and write and eventually something hits he just didn't stick with it long enough <laughs> it's like you shouldn't have tried to join the military man he should have i mean he could have tried something other than just erotic fan fiction but you go go Tried with, to write like actual books go with what you're good with good at <laughs> he's like i can't I'm, I'm always hard when i write i can't do anything else like <laughs> i just can't do it used to have a job writing menus for Chinese restaurants and the erection kept getting in the way. <laughs> but was it the volume? Like, is the erection that large? Or what are we talking about here? No, it's actually it's like, very small, just incredibly painful. <laughs> and distracting. <laughs> Why Not is to it... anyone else, but to me. <laughs> I was often pantsless and erect and no one else noticed that I worked with. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a superpower. Oh, God, I'd hate to have that small of a penis. If you had, like, an extremely small penis and no woman wanted to have sex with you, would you get, a, like, a, a surgery to get it largened? No, I doubt it. I don't, I don't need any knives and scaffolds around my dick area. I think I'm just... Turn my focus other places, like music, painting. Well, that sounds shitty. I'd be like, you know what? I guess I just have an extra time to you know, focus on better things. So you would do nothing. You, you would be good just never having sex. Well, I can't imagine having such a tiny penis that you literally couldn't find someone to have sex with. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you could. I mean, with first your... of all, a friend of mine, his sister-in-law is like, like brags about the micro that she banged. Like she, like I've met her in person and she, she loves to brag about how her thing is micro So does she otherwise seem sane? What's that? Does she otherwise seem sane? No, and she's a pretty ugly bitch too, but. Oh. So, but I'm saying that you, you have that to look forward out to. There. I know, but would you want that? And then even even you know you've got those crazy occurrences. I'm still sure that you know if you were a caring person, you know you met someone that you fell in love with, they fell in love with you, and you guys are like, oh, you know, we support each other, we have similar interests, 
I imagine that oh, there's a woman out. You know, you could find a partner that's okay with putting up with your micro penis. You're like, I'll, I will buy you all the dildos and vibrators, but I will never be able to satisfy you sexually that way. And let's face it, most men with normal sized penises don't ever actually sexually satisfy their woman. So I don't sexually satisfy Mrs. Yummy. She just satisfies herself with me. <laughs> but but you get my point. Is that it's not like the tiny dick is the tr- is like. Oh, well, all the guys with regular dicks are totally satisfying their chicks. Oh, I was being serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I knew you were. I was just trying to take take attention, uh, take the spotlight off of your sad, sad sex life. Oh, it's not sad. I'm just bad at it. <laughs> I still have a great time. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's, that's part of the problem. Well, I'm glad that you would would keep your micro penis if you had one what's that i said i'm glad that you would keep your micro penis if you had one yeah it's not like you know i feel like act like i didn't have anything down there but yeah no i get it no it's just i'm still glad i don't well yeah for sure for sure but but you know as you've seen in the military as i've seen them up there there are some guys who just I've never seen a. I I know that before I was in the military, I had no idea how small dicks could be. I don't think I've seen any. Oh, wait. Never mind. If you don't see any smaller than yours, that's a problem. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) If you look around the shower and there's no one smaller than you, (laughs) I got a newsflash for you, buddy. Most, Most of them are bigger than, are bigger than me. Uh, no, but I do remember one, and it was, it wasn't like super skinny, it was just, it just looked like a literal mushroom poking out of a little bit of hairy foliage, that was sad, it was poor Asians, poor. I, I will never forget, we were coming out of the shower, There's a group of us, and I can't remember the, I'm not going to use any names, because I don't want to call anyone out and embarrass them, but one guy called out, what, is something wrong with your dick, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and we all turned to look at who he was looking at. And this guy, like, started, like, no, what's wrong? And I couldn't, like, there was nothing there. Like, he was uncircumcised, and there was just a tiny piece of foreskin, like, hanging out, and that was it. Ugh, like a skin tag? Like, there was nothing there. Like a skin like, tag? there's that are bigger than it by far. Jesus. That's probably a And, was, you know, and suddenly you find the situation where there's nine dudes staring at the tenth dude's dick. Yeah. And there's a brief moment of just shock and confusion that everyone realizes how gay the moment is and Pretty move gay. on their merry way. Pretty gay. Yeah. I remember the we had this guy, his name was uh we'll call him Bean. And he was the smallest person in the company this is basic training so in the entire company he was the smallest dude he was on double rations he might have been like a hundred pounds he was a little dude black and real nice nerdy little looking fuck and he had a fucking hog on him like two three times bigger than mine 
at oh my god i just couldn't believe it just this little little dude and all these other giant guys black guys mexicans puerto ricans and white dudes i was like they all had i mean it was so small in comparison to this itty bitty little black dude just the biggest dick i was just like oh my god he's gonna hurt somebody with that well so we had, we had a tiny black dude look like steve urkel yeah little glasses had a stutter and exactly. he had a baby arm dude Exactly what this motherfucker looked like. What was his name? No, this dude like we all were like trying to help him out because he was just he was weak. He was this little skinny, scrawny dude. And then like when people started realizing like he had a baby, baby arm down there, we're just like, like it was like terrifying. Like if he got an erection, I was worried that he was gonna pass out from last loss of blood. No, it was straight up. And it was funny. This guy when he came to graduation, we're like, hey, you got family coming? Because we all. Yeah, he was so shy and scared and nervous. Everyone was really nice to him. Yeah. Like, we helped him out. We helped him, like, do extra PT, like, because he was really struggling to pass the PT test. Like, he, he got a lot of, like, we all took, like, took him in like a little brother, right? Right. We asked him if any family was coming, and he's like, no, 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 but my, my recruiter's coming. I'm like, oh, your recruiter is coming from, like, three states away? He's like, yeah, she really wants to be here for my graduation. Oh, he was fucking her, wasn't he? And everybody was, everyone was like, oh, you, def- you guys are definitely having sex. Like, there's no way she's driving three states for your graduation, except for that baby arm down there. <sighs> what a dirty little fucker. Good for him. Good he for- refused to answer any questions. He would just blush and, like, look down and act a little shy. Uh, which made us really believe it's true. it was true. No, but yeah, I have no, no actual, you know, that's proof. Absolutely but we, true. we all, like, after we joked about it and he got all embarrassed, we are like, yeah, we think it's happened. I mean, it sounds it sounds right. I mean, I hope for him, like. I hope they're still. Like, I hope they're still together to this day. <laughs> She's like eighteen years older than I am. Just <laughs> likes that big old black dick. Hey, good for him. Ain't nothing wrong with it. No. And I don't don't kink shame him, her, her. No, uh, oh, definitely not. Like, I have nothing but support for a woman who knows what she wants and goes after it. You know what's funny is that, like, we're okay with that, but we've talked about male recruiters fucking their recruits, female recruits, and it's so fucking wrong. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, here's the, I mean, you know, it's funny because it is a double standard, but here's the real truth of it. Like, if you were, even you at, like, 17, 18, right? Yeah. If you were propositioned by a female recruiter you were talking to, you would never feel like she had power or control over you, right? Uh, probably not. Yeah, you wouldn't think like, oh, this is, like, I don't have a choice. Like, you'd think like, oh, you know. Are you, are you talking about, like, in the sense of, like, if I don't have sex with them, then I'm not going to get, you know, xyz military wise or like if i say no that they're gonna fucking rape me no i mean the xyz military wise like would you feel that way oh no because like i mean honestly like looking at it i'd be like you know and it's hard to say because now that i know what i know it's so easy to go around that kind of shit well i but even as a teenager you know i wouldn't have felt like i would have been like i can just go to a different branch recruiter and talk to them that's what i was i was thinking is like but I, i knew that then too yeah, exactly. And so it's like, but I can, I've met, you know, especially when I was a recruiter, I met enough people that I can understand, like, even some males who wouldn't have understood that they had other choices. 
So it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, like for me, I, if I was propositioned by a female recruiter, I wouldn't have, it, it's not a smart decision to do it, but I wouldn't have felt like I was like being coerced or like, I think, know. I think like if I, if I was like, oh yeah, no, you know what? I, I really want airborne school. And then if I had a female recruiter, she's just like, well, those are really hard to come by, but you know, if maybe you convince me, maybe I can make it happen. I'd be like, oh, all I got to do is sleep with you and then it can happen. Well, then it doesn't seem like it's that rare of a thing. I'll just go to ask somebody else. But also you would be like, oh, so I get sex and airward school? Well, if she's attractive. Yeah, so there you go. You just hit it. <laughs> like if she's ugly, no. And I mean, I, I mean, if she's attractive and I'm single, then... I mean, fuck, I don't know, probably. And she's going to give me airborne school? Line. If Harvey Weinstein asked to pull my daughter that if she sucked his dick, she could be the next Wonder Woman, I'd tell him to go fuck himself. <laughs> if Harvino Weinstein told my son to eat her pussy and she'd make him the next Batman, I'd say, son, you get in there and you eat that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. If, I mean, I can't imagine Harvina being attractive. But to be Batman, I'd probably eat it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's such a weird double standard. But even like... but that's to be Batman, not for Airborne School. <laughs> Maybe Pathfinder School, or Ranger School. Yeah, I could do it for Ranger School. <laughs> <laughs> so it's for Ranger School. It's like, oh, okay, I can get to Ranger School. <laughs> I wonder if someday a recruiter's gonna be listening to this, and I'm, I'm still in. And they're like, I can just see that conversation. You're like, you're like, she's like Ranger School. I can get to that. And you're like, look at her. You're like, so how much fat do I have to look through to find it? <laughs> the real trick question is finding out what you're looking for. There's so much down there. This will literally help you with Ranger School. She's like, do you actually get a Pathfinder badge for being able to find it? Oh my god. That's so gross. <laughs> well I don't know, we had a chick um for our replacement unit when we were leaving Afghanistan. Yeah. And she had a she, like she was bragging. We called her Big Mama. I don't even I never even learned her real name. You nicknamed her she was Big a staff Mama? Sergeant who was so fat she had a custom made vest. Like she and paid we just for called it? her Big Mama to her face even. Wait, wait, wait. Did she pay for this custom made vest? Or... No, the military did. Like when they were in their train up, they found out that no vest fit her, but on paper she had passed every PT test and every height weight. Because her husband was a first sergeant. I have so many problems with this, but whatever. No, it, no, it's 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 ludicrous. So she gets over there, she's bragging about her custom vest, which, like, she hands it to me when she's not wearing it, and this thing was gigantic. And she's supposed to be the, the new TC for the gun truck I was in. And so the, the original TC, he's going to be driving, she's going to be the TC, I'm going to still be gunner, and then the guy who's going to take over gunning is going to sit in window liquor and learn from me. And uh, so she's trying to get into the, into the Mat V, and she can't get in the door, and it's like... Two of us are inside trying to pull her, and then we got three guys in the back trying to push her, and she gets stuck in the entrance to the mat seat. 
there's something like 30 minutes of us trying to push her out. Like, we're basically greasing her with butter, trying to get her out of the fucking door entrance because she can't get into the mat beat. That's how large of a woman she was. I can I can think of only one instance in which I would be okay with her, like, still being in the military. And that's for room clearing. <laughs> you're, like, you're gonna take so many bullets for us. Yes, you. She is the front front man. Like you get her the biggest, most protective vest you can, and you put her in the front, and everyone just files in behind her, and you just like <laughs> everyone just leans around the outside, and you just go. Who you can put? No, a sh- she was she was so gross, man. Just chain smoking, gravelly voice. Yeah, so nobody will miss her Gigantic when she dies. Gigantic woman. I, I couldn't believe, like, I was, like, literally, we finally pushed her out the door that she was stuck in. She, like, toppled, fell out, knocked over, like, three jack big, like, we had, you know, big guys over there. My friend who just passed away recently, he was uh, one of the guys trying to pull her out. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, six foot, th- like, six foot three, six foot five, somewhere in between there, and, you know, over 200 pounds, he was jacked. He was taking, he was roiding out his ass over there. Jesus. And, like, but when she rolled out, we all just started laughing. And then she got up and started laughing with us. Like she had either like she was part of the joke or she had no idea what, why we were laughing. But honey, we're all laughing at you, not with. We're you. laughing at the ridiculousness that that every because like like you went on the you deployed you went through all those medical checks, right? Yeah. I can't understand how she talked to the doctor and everything, and not a single person was like, "You shouldn't go overseas." I really want to like meet the doctor that signed off on her. Mm-hmm. I, I can't understand it. I mean, there's... I like, would... the doctor I talked to, because I was, at that time, 120 pounds before I, I left when I first talked to the doctor. And he was like, I, I'm kind of worried about how, what, how you know, small you are. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry. I think she she uh, she balances out her average weight. Yeah, it's like, been... well, she's like three of me. She could have been four of me. I don't know. Like, she was... <laughs> She was well over the 300-pound mark. I have no no doubt. Because at that time, I was 185 pounds. When you got back? So, oh, when you were when she got stuck? When, when I was meeting her. Oh, God. Oh. And that was that was old muscle, like six-pack abs still. I wonder and how she much. She was like, she, she just dwarfed me. I was like, she was, she was a monster. I wonder how much weight she put on during... Uh... I wonder if she put on as much weight as you did on deployment. <laughs> Just not the right kind Just of weight. Not the right kind. All defect, baby. <laughs> oh God. Hey, someone's got to be there to to make the rest of us look good. I pre- I appreciate her. Yeah, that was there was. I mean, it wasn't common overseas at all to see anyone that large. Like, because the Afghan none of the uh, Afghan people are close to that large. Yeah, that's what I noticed in Qatar was, like, no one over there was American fat, but also mm-hmm. no one over there was American fit. None. Yeah. Never saw a single Qatari that was, like, a bodybuilder or a crossfitter or whatever. They were all just, like, skinny fat, fat, or just skinny you know, I did meet one Afghan guy that was a um, that was in really really good shape, yeah. but he was in he had competed in the Olympics for uh, Taekwondo. Okay. So he was actually like an Olympic athlete. Yeah, I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying 
didn't and he was he was cool as shit like he got off a bus we stopped because we were we were working on something and he's like hey i speak english and he's talking to us he's like can i help like tell me and i'll communicate to the rest of the people who are delayed by this and keep them calm and i'll help you maintain you know security here that's nice and we're like dude you're dope like we hung out with him he got a lot of like free drinks he had an mre with us like we were there for like eight hours mom and he just hung out with us he was a cool shit that's badass but yeah, that was like a you know, a five leaf clover right there. Five leaf clover. Wow. I mean, can you imagine finding an Olympic athlete in Afghanistan? I mean, I believe they exist, but yeah, meeting one, I feel like they are. I mean, what are your chances? Pretty, pretty slim, especially considering you know what you guys were doing over there. Yeah, but well, I mean, I looked him up afterwards. He's, he's a real person. Like he wasn't lying to us. Wow. That's sick. That's pretty cool. So, did you take a picture? But you're of right. Him? Like most, of the average, like even like the fat, like fat Middle Eastern guys in Afghan, or the fat Afghan guys. Like I remember um, Canton. She's like that fat guy over there looks suspicious. And I like looked at him, looked at her, looked at him. You realize he's definitely not as fat as you are, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, like by, by by our standards for Afghans, he was fatter than the other Afghans. Uh, it's like. Tom Segura where he's like you know it's always nice like being able to look at you know somebody else's like somebody else and be like ha yeah they're fat and then they turn around you're fatter than them what no I'm not yeah by a lot (laughs) that's as long as that never happens to me I'll be good (laughs) we should both try to get super fat well, well uh, your former roommate, the firefighter, did that to me. What? Um, I w- we were talking. I forget what something he said about. He's like, yeah, if you're an average sized dude, you know, it's not. He's like, it's not a problem. You go to jail. Like, you know, no one's gonna mess with you if you're just at least an average size. And I'm so used to being a really small guy that I threw all the comments. I was like, yeah, but what about a tiny guy like me? And he like looked at me. He's like, I don't think you're as tiny as you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I'm 170 pounds now. I'm fat. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> it's funny. It was like, he didn't even mean to get me like that, but I was like, yeah. Oh, he didn't get complete. you like that. You got yourself. <laughs> yep, yeah, because I'm just so used to being the tiny guy. Oh, man. That... It was funny as shit. Like, I enjoyed it. I started laughing, and he kind of like looked at me, like, didn't, but he didn't know what was going on. He never knew you as small, Mr. Early ETS. Oh, I'll get there. Oh I don't actually want to get back to being super small, but I, I want to lose a little bit of the fat I got on me. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get there. Someday. Someday. Uh, when I'm in my 50s. Ooh. No, I want you to be fat all the way through your like 60s and 70s, and then like when you turn 80, that's when you, it all comes off, and then all the 80-year-olds are just like all over you. I don't know. I always wanted, you know, I was like, if I live to old age, I want to be one of those, you know, hard as dirt, little skinny 80-year-old dudes who's still just doing shit. Yeah. Still working out in their garage, mowing their lawn. Yeah. Mm. It was like my grandpa up until his late 70s before he got assaulted by that tweaker. Oh, yeah. He was, you know, he was still exercising. Like, he was taking a walk every morning. He was still watering. He was still doing carpentry work. He was still 
digging holes. And, yeah, I want to, you know, if I live to be old, I want to still just be out doing shit. Yeah. Hitting on ladies. Flying kites. Yeah, if I'm single, hitting on ladies. Yeah. Oh, God, I think it would be miserable to be single in my 80s. Well, you know, like, uh, there was one family friend we had. She was, uh, she was old and uh, moved into this trailer park. Um, her husband had died back when they were, he was in his late 50s. She was in her early 50s. He died of a heart attack, and he had a good job. So she, had, she was well-supported. Yeah. But she moved into a trailer park just to have community. And this, uh, this guy there who his wife had died and he had had a good job. And so they like, they started living together. They had a wedding ceremony, but if she actually got married, she'd lose her income from her husband's retirement. Oh. So like old people find each other. I mean, like even my grandpa, my mom's dad, uh, he, you know, after my grandma died, he found a woman. And I feel like the old, the old age dating game is actually pretty awesome. Cause you just meet each other and you're like, Hey, we both live long lives. Like, you want to young dating fuck? game, there's like, oh, you you voted for Biden? Fuck, we're done. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I've, I could be like, I mean, I guess it's all, it all depends on where you are in life. Because my, my mom's parents were married for, I don't know how long they were married for, but my grandpa's been dead for 24 years. And my, my nanny, she stayed single all this time. And she's like, I don't want to pick up another man's underwear i'm good just stayed single this whole damn time and then yeah some people will like that you know and then my other grandfather got married after i don't know seven eight years and and is divorced now so well i just I, like especially when i worked at the funeral home yeah like going to these old folks homes like everyone was banging everybody oh yeah a lot of syphilis I mean, there's not a whole lot this else is, to do. There's but, a lot. <laughs> but good for them. At least they're, you know, still getting it on. You gotta, it's good to know that that's still an option. Yeah, it's awesome until the funeral, until, you know, a guy like me shows up to pick up the body of someone who died of a heart attack and she's in a fucking negligee. I mean, she wanted to feel beautiful. Don't hate her. There was literally an old dead woman's body that I picked up that had edible underwear on. Did you eat it? <laughs> no, I didn't <laughs> eat it. Then what's the problem? She got cremated in it. Oh, good for her. Good for her. Don't be judging. Don't be judging Edith, okay? No, I, I enjoy, you know, I, I completely commend them. It's like, you're old. Like, get, have your fun. I'm not going to take away that it was also just kind of horrifying for me to have to witness it. I mean, at least you didn't have to witness it. Oh, well, that that's true. There's there's, there's an upside. See? Count your blessings, honey. Uh, wow, this has been an odd podcast so far. It has been. There's, we've been talking about dicks and old people fucking. Uh, it could be worse. <laughs> if anyone's listening right now... How are they not going to think we're straight? How are they going to think we're not straight? Clearly, we're just the straightest men in any room we're in. Oh, yeah. We're all, you know, pussy, pussy, pussy. Oh, my God. I love pussy. No dick for me. What? Too much? Mr. Yummy once walked into a gay bar, and then after 15 minutes, he had an employee walk up to him and say, Sir, you're trying too hard. 
That is actually a true true story. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. It's uh, not that far-fetched. I mean, I have been in a gay bar with a gay dude having a fun, just dancing and doing crazy stuff, and every gay person in there was glaring at us for being over-the-top gay. I can see the employee, like, patting it, honey, honey, it's too much. Yeah, you're trying too hard. I'm not even gay. Yes, you are, just not even in a good way. Fuck you. You're gayer than gay, and we don't appreciate it. (laughs) You're too gay, and you're not welcome here. You need to go away. No super gays allowed. Too much? (laughs) Super gay. (laughs) I'm not just gay. I'm super gay. Yay. Okay. I'm so gay, I don't even use creamer in my coffee, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. I want that white stuff in there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not the cream. <laughs> God. Uh, oh. I think it's time for a shot. You going to take a shot with me? Sure, I'll take a shot with you. I never take shots. I, you know what? I don't think... I, I think it's obvious to everybody, but I don't think that we even mention the fact that uh, we're not even in the same place. We are not, in fact, in the same place. Yeah, I don't think we even mentioned this last podcast. So, to everyone... As far as I know, Mr. Yummy is just canceled his helicoptering the whole time we're talking. How did you know? Um, yeah, no, I am... Uh, I think, I mean, everyone should know that we're... I'm in Tennessee with Mrs. Yummy and our dogs and our cat. But you're still in California. I am. Can't wait till you move out here. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Right. <sighs> you got a, Do you have a toast for us? A toast? If you don't, I have a shitty one. Oh, well, God, now I need to hear your shitty one. Okay. To gunpowder and pussy. Live by one and die. I don't know. You oh, fucked up your own toast. I already fucked it up. Good job, buddy. What is it? Try again. To pussy and gunpowder. Live by one and die by the other. Either way, I love the smell of both. Cheers. Oh, I I just shot. Mm. That wouldn't have been so bad had I not fucked it up. Yeah, I can't smell. Well, actually, I don't know about one. I know that... I, if there's a lot of weapon shooting, I can actually sell the gunpowder. If it's strong enough? But, you yeah. know, if, if there's enough weapon shooting, I can, it gets strong enough that I can start smelling it. That's our one uh, Mr. Early ATS can't smell f- uh, an episode for everybody. Which I was actually told uh, recently that I might actually, because I was explaining to them how like, I smell so sometimes I brought the gunpowder. He's like, you might not actually be smelling the gunpowder. It could just be your brain bringing that up because you you did smell it in the past. Yeah, that's true. I was like, oh, it could just be a goat smell. He's like, yep. Yeah. You probably aren't actually smelling the current gunpowder. But you've you've smelled some of my particularly bad farts. Yeah, which is not a good sign for you, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's true, but it's a good sign for <sighs> you. It's sort of. Because I didn't smell a gas leak. Oh, there's a gas leak recently? Uh, well, this was like 
back in March that there was uh, it, the steel on a propane beam was not right, so it was like just exuding a lot of propane. Yeah. And I was just standing by it, and then uh, Buddy uh, Alexis walked up and I was like, "No, what? What? It wasn't him." Shit, I can't remember who it was. I think maybe it was Isaiah. But anyway, someone walked up and they were like, "Like, hey, can you smell? Like, that smells really strongly." That's and not... they, they we figured it out, but I had no idea what was going on. So my point being that a, a large propane leak, I could not smell, and some of your farts I can. Like, I would go see a doctor. I have. They said I was good. Have they looked all the way up your pooper? I took a shit and gave them a sample of it. Okay, but have they looked up there? No, not yet. I don't know. I don't think they need to look up there to know why it... It's particularly smelly. I mean, that's that's some that's some damage. Uh, You're dealing some damage, my man. I ain't. I'm just really. Can good. you believe you got someone to marry you? I don't. I pay her a lot. Okay. So. <laughs> you like you like I pee every every five minutes. Yep. Super gay, have the worst farts in the history of the world. And I'm bald. Three out of four of those might all be connected to me being gay. <laughs> and then and then she's like, yeah. <laughs> That's the pack of dumb after. <laughs> and she's like, God, I don't want anyone else to get him. He's got to be Dude, I'm all coming my... already just hearing <laughs> that. See, somebody appreciates me. <laughs> Alrighty, Mr. Yummy. Oh, no, God, Mr. I'm Mr. You just Yummy. You called me by your name? I did. You're Mr. Yummy, and I'm er, Mr. Early ETS to close out this uh, podcast here. Dumb fuck. So say something gay, Mr. Yummy. I'm Mr. Early ETS, and I apologize. No, you're and not. And my co-host is way more drunk than I expected. <laughs> God, you turn into a lightweight. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lightweight. I'm just retarded, okay? We do one shot, and you're like, I'm going to forget English. I've done several shots since being uh, on this podcast. So have I. Okay, so we're good. I remembered who I was, though. Are you taking hard drugs? No. I remember who I am. I just said the wrong name. Have you never said the wrong name? You're like, I'm not doing hard drugs. Is speed a hard drug? <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's considered soft, right? It's, I mean, it's powdery. It's got to be it's soft. It's not hard. It's not like a rock. No. <laughs> if I was doing crystal, which I am, I would say yes. <laughs> but I melt that down, so then that's also <laughs> kind of a liquid, so it's soft. That's, what are hard drugs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know, but I need to try some. There's only one hard thing that Mr. Yummy's interested in. <laughs> it ain't drugs. It's predator cack. That predator cack, oh my god. <laughs> you came for us after this amount of time. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> oh, I miss Predator Cock. Uh really need to turn oh that god. into a screenplay. Ooh. We at least need to make that into a t-shirt. Predator cack. 
I'll write it down in my notes later. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but, so, Mr. Yummy, you were signing off. No, I'm Mr. Early ETS, and you're Mr. Yummy for the sign-off. No, I'm never going to be Mr. Yummy. Fuck you, then. <laughs> am, I not worth, am I not worth it to be? That didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just want to spend more time with you saying stupid things. <laughs> we don't even need the spelling bee. <laughs> God, I hate like, I tried so hard. <laughs> Come on, guys. This you're... man wants to provide medical care for people, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at least I don't right now. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> I can see you're seeing a patient and you keep calling them by your name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you Ms. write the prescription for yourself and then you sign their name. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a great diagnostician, but he can't do any paperwork. <laughs> it's like you're the reverse doctor house where you're just retarded, but you're great at picking up illnesses. <laughs> like he gets results, damn it! <laughs> uh, but we have to have a babysitter hired to watch. Him. <laughs> oh, is this my PA? Yes. <laughs> That's not a PA. Yeah. That's a nanny. Shh, don't tell him. He does. She's like, he's having a good day. He's... He put his shoes on the right feet this time. <laughs> he still doesn't call anyone by the right name, but the shoes he got down today, that's so good. <laughs> the first episode of the show is you coming back after a year-long absence because you stuck your dick in a light socket. <laughs> <laughs> your former babysitter just got fired, and you're starting out with a new babysitter trying to learn your... I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Thirty minutes to pop. I can't mean it can't be any worse than like Monk. I mean, no, for sure. Like I'd watch five, six seasons of it. Five, six. Ooh, this is good. We got something here. Like they're like he's coming back to diagnosis any minute. Like they're waiting. It shows like the clock tick by for like three hours. Like we have to find him. They find you sucking dicks in the bathroom. Like once you come with the diagnosis, you're like oh, it's not like you pulled the guy. You want to like yeah, it's lupus. It's lupus. And you go back to sucking dick. I could smell it. I just, I didn't even need to go in the room. I knew it, but I, I could, I knew these dicks were here. I had to take care of them. Show, show, cause back, like, it was lupus. He did the test. He's right. You're like, damn it, that's where we keep him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Dr. Yummy. Coming to TBS this fall. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Well, we could make millions. We we could make something, maybe, hopefully enough to just pay for the costs. Hey, that 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 you know, TV money. It's not it's still something to laugh at. TV money? Yeah, the the TV money, money you make for being on TV, as the title character on a show. Oh, that would make sense. Money made on TV, TV money. Yeah, that all checks out. It was a. Uh, What's his name? The fucking comedian, the redhead comedian. Um, he's Dope. known for his hecklers, like giving shit to hecklers. Uh, Hofstetter. Yes. Steve Hofstetter. But uh, that's what he was, one of the heckler bits is uh, he was mentioning a show and someone was like, the show that got canceled? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, an ABC show that got canceled, but I still got paid my full season salary. 
I mean, okay, good recovery, but the heckler still kind of got you on that one, Betty. <laughs> yeah, but when you you know do it when you don't actually even record the whole season, but you get paid your you know four hundred thousand dollars. You didn't really think you got paid that much? Yeah, I do. Four hundred thousand. For as a title character in a show, yeah, I do. For the first season. Yeah, for huh. a, for a uh, network television show in the late nineties. Oh, absolutely not. Then. I was... uh, no, I mean, look at what the friend, what the Friends stars were making. Look at what the character, what the actors, and like everybody loves Raymond. And those crap shows like that. Four... They were making bank, man. Four hundred thousand dollars. Easy. No part of me thinks that that's accurate. I mean, I was seeing the Friends like the Friends cast salaries. Like by far the highest was um, Jennifer Aniston, but they were all making over a million dollars a season. First season? No, 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 no. The first. Well, like, that's what I'm talking season, about. Garbage. Well, that's what I'm talking about. There's no way that Steve Hostetter's first season was he making four hundred. But the thing 000. is, for his show, they picked. They actually like approached him to develop a show for us. He was the creator and the director and everything. What was the name so, of the, the show? What was that? What was the name of the show? God, you're going to make me look this shit up. I'm not asking you to look it up. I was just trying to get the fuck... I think it was the, the Steve Hofstetter show is what it was called. That seems like just too much money. Just way too much money. $400,000, dude? That's how much the president makes in one year. I mean that's that's not like that's not that big of a comparison, man. Because you got to look at how much how much fucking actors make. Oh my god, Kitty, go away! But it's just a sitcom. Oh, I'm searching right now. Like, I mean, looking it up. I don't. I just nobody. I mean, always making it, making it. <laughs> As like a so a minor sitcom character is making twenty thousand to thirty five thousand per episode in a twenty to twenty five episode season. At right now, twenty to thirty five thousand per episode. Right now, in like twenty twenty one. Yeah, but let's, let's do them, and that that's a minor character in a sitcom. Okay, like we're talking like Gunther and Friends. Okay, but what you're talking late nineties. Okay, so 20, I'm, I'm doing the math on this. Twenty times twenty years let's say ago. Twenty episodes. Let's, let's not say. So a minor character in a sitcom makes four hundred thousand dollars. That's a minor character. How much do you say? What's that? How much? A minor sitcom character makes four hundred thousand dollars a season. That's the lowest paid salary with the lowest uh, twenty episode season. Which the average sitcom is between 20 and 25 episodes per season. But I want to know what it was 20 years ago. Because there's a big difference. Okay, I'm looking it up. I'm doing my research. Because that's just... So, in 2000, 
the average paid star sitcom star sitcom star was making one million fifty thousand dollars per year. The average? Yeah. But that's that's just too too I'm I'm talking first season actors. Okay, well, we're not finding anything, but so I'll say you no, win this one. We're not finding anything. It's the fucking uh, Jim Parsons who plays Sheldon, uh, which I know that's like the upper end of sitcoms that was super popular. Unfortunately, yeah. He was getting paid nine hundred and twelve dollars per minute of show runtime. Jesus, that's a lot. Did you, did you ever see the breakdown of Owen Wilson? And they like every movie he's ever been in and how much he's ever made, they like calculated down to where like they calculated how much he got paid to say the word wow and it was like thousands of dollars. I mean, I believe it. I was like, Oh, you lucky. I, I saw a breakdown for Samuel L. Jackson on how much he got paid per fuck. Wow. Like the word, and not up the until he started getting to the MCU movies, he wasn't paid much per per fuck. But as his salary went up, and he was saying less fucks, the mm-hmm. average dollar per fuck went up. So, well, I mean, I would expect so. Good for good for him. Someone's <laughs> someone's got to do it. Someone's got to get paid to say the word fuck. I mean, someday we might. <laughs> But we'll have to do an episode where we say fuck a whole bunch so we like Mm -hmm. lower the amount that it's worth so not everyone thinks that they can do it or we'll even try. Yeah, you know, look, you're only getting eight cents per fuck. Yeah, it's not that much. We also say fuck 47,000 times a day. (laughs) That ends up being, you know, a little bit of money. If, If you're good at something, never do it for free, everybody. Oh, the quote, the Joker. Do you know when he died? Don't Google it. Who died? Um, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, like what year? Yeah. Uh, 2007. Mm-mm. What year did he die? I think it was 2008 or 2009. I don't think it was 2009 at all. It was... uh. It was a trivia question the other day, and I was super far off. What year did you guess? Like 2000, uh, I think 10 or 12. It Where was, were you doing trivia at? Uh, there's a brewery down the street. Oh, he died in 2008. Um, and I just looked it up. At least it was only a year off, man. Yeah, I was I was super far off. I mean, Oh, look, January 2008. Yeah. Still. That was a month off. You were 22 days off, but you were still wrong. And you... <laughs> you can't... No, you can't be like, 2007. Oh, January 2008? I was only a month off. You can't, like... You can't use 12 months of a guess and then say that you were only 22 days off. I just did, so I think you should, uh, you know, realize that um, anything's possible. No, that's... Oh, Jesus, I hate you so much. <laughs> I mean, did I not just do that? That's like, 
that's like, and it works beautifully. You, you knock up a chick, and she's like, "That." It's, it's like you're mad. It's like once, I made a I made a beautiful painting. You're like, you can't just make up being a good painter. I'm like, but I but I am. Yeah, you know, obviously the painting was good. <laughs> I'm an artist, Mister Yummy. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, At least I know my own name. <laughs> I know my name. It's, it's uh, give me a second. Uh, yummy. There we go. Got it. Haha. <laughs> See, you look stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I look like the biggest idiot on earth. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> See, got you. Sometimes I feel like a cast member from The Ringer, and I'm not talking about Johnny Knoxville. I mean, I don't understand why he's popular. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't find anything directly unlike likable about him. Like, I could see if I ran into like a guy like him at a bar, I'd probably talk to him a little bit, but I wouldn't be friends with him. You know, this was that was me like calling myself retarded. That has nothing to do with Johnny Knoxville. I was trying to, to trying to, you know, move the conversation along. We don't we don't need our audience to just be. It, it's like one of those arcs that has to go through the seasons. <laughs> Where by like the last season they're like, Oh, he is actually retarded. Yeah. It was always a mystery. You know, I don't think and I'm okay, so we'll go ahead and move on. But I, I I would have to agree with you. I don't think that I would uh I don't think I would want to be friends with him either. In the same instance I'm gonna say that you know Steve O's got a podcast now? Yes. It is horrible. I can't stand his voice for too long, man. Exactly. Let al- his voice, let alone his laugh. It's the worst <laughs> thing ever. Like he he should have somebody. He should have a translator, somebody that speaks yeah, like, for it, him. Like the thing is, is like like I heard him when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, and like he had good stories, but I had to listen to it in short like segments. Yeah, because his voice was so grating. Terrible. Like, it's, he had grating and sharp, and like it's like if fingernails on a chalkboard were a fucking voice. It's his. That's what you get for, you know, drinking bond water for years. Yeah, cigarettes and fucking, God, no, regurgitating goldfish and, oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, it doesn't do, doesn't do wonders for your throat. The worst. Ugh. It's kind of sad watching those two try to, like, keep their careers going. Not, not great. Yeah, I I can't imagine like well I, I I don't think that they manage their money well. Oh, probably not. But you think that they well, have who, enough? Who's that guy that was on the show on the Jackass Bam? Yeah, Bam Margiro or something like that. Yeah, there is a, a fucking Hulk Hogan tweeted um, not too long ago. He's like, "Miss you, brother. You know, wish I could still hang out with you, Bam." <laughs> and like you do like the memorial post and then Bam responds like I'm still alive brother <laughs> got the wrong jackass dude <laughs> it's just like I, I was like oh but you literally thought that he was dead <laughs> that's amazing you know how like uh I'll fucking can like can you imagine like you show up at your like parents house and there's like a bunch of people in suits you know what's going on they're like oh it's the funeral for their son <laughs> Like what? You <laughs> find out the funeral for you, and you're like, "Oh, I died." 
<laughs> you imagine how bad like Bam feels? He's like, he, Hulk Hogan didn't even know, like doesn't know the difference between me and him. Like, he, I'm that unimportant and unpopular. Yeah. Yeah, you are Bam. Sorry. Still more popular than us. You know, when I saw it, though, I also was like, wait, Bam's not dead? For a second there, you were I like, had, like for a second, I was just like, I, I kind of just, like, if I if he didn't respond to it, I would have assumed that Bam was dead. Yeah, for a second there, you were, like, talking about it. I was like, is Bam the dead one? Is he? <laughs> I didn't think he was, but maybe, maybe he is. Maybe another Ooh, one maybe died. Maybe he is dead. I don't fucking know. That's how little he matters now. Yeah, he never mattered. He's working on a Taco Bell. You know what's funny is like, uh, who was the other group? It wasn't the uh, the Jackass guys, and then you had a. Uh, I can't even remember his name. It was like another group, but they were more like sports related. Nit- I don't Nit- even know. Nitrous Circus, Nitro Circus, with fucking Pastrana. They're like the Red Bull guys. I think it's Nitrous Circus. You don't remember them? No, I don't. Okay. I mean, you might so, be right. Nitro, uh, Nitro Circus sounds familiar, but yeah, something like that. They were because they were big in the same same time, like late '90s, early 2000s, into I guess mid 2000s. They were like big because they, I mean, they did motocross and fucking snowmobiles and skateboards and all this stuff. And Pastrana, I don't remember his first name. He was a big, he's a badass. Um, like he came, he came out like after Tony Hawk, and like when it came to like extreme sports and all that shit. And, but now they're com- like completely dead as far as I'm, I'm aware. I guess I also don't like, <laughs> I don't pay attention to that circuit, but Nitrous Circus, I think that's gotta be it. I'm not going to look it up. Anyways, people can tell us we're right or wrong. Uh, but yeah, it's just sad that like they completely dropped off. I mean, like they were really good and talented, but they fucking, nobody cares about them. But I mean, sometimes if you do it right, that can be completely fine. You know? Well, how many people have done it right when it comes to like sports? Well, I mean, look at like Frankie Muniz. I don't know. Uh, the, the kid from Malcolm in the Middle. His uh, his parents put basically all of his money from being on the show Malcolm in the Middle. They put it into a trust for him. Uh, trusts are terrible, but okay. Well, no, what I mean is that they put all the money away for him where they didn't use any of it. Oh, yeah. And so then when he when he retired, like when he here he was like fucking not even 21 years old retired from acting and he had this huge pile of money and now he's i mean he's in his 30s like mid to late 30s and still doesn't still have to do up for anything life. he just does whatever the fuck he wants that's pretty sick he owns a ranch he does he does car racing for fun he bakes a lot of fucking cakes for some reason but whatever it doesn't matter he's fucking loaded yeah good for him he, he worked for six years. His parents didn't fuck him over with the money-wise. and Yeah, at least he's not in court like uh, Britney Spears is. Yeah, that, that conservatorship where she's just all of her family gets all of her money. and I don't I don't watch it. I've, I've only just heard people bitch and complain about it. I don't know what's going on. I mean, if what everyone says is true, then her dad's a fucking cunt nugget. But I mean, all the evidence shows that, like, because she had her mental breakdown, her dad got conservatorship. Yeah. And after you get it, it's it's really hard to to get rid of it. She could kill him. Yeah. I mean, would it be that wrong at that point? Like at this point. But I mean, it 
it's just it's fucking sad because like there's no reason like with as much money as she has for sure mm-hmm. like she doesn't need to be performing like she is no she shouldn't be and but her dad like he has complete control of scheduling her concerts all that shit that's so gross it's like it's basically <sighs> slavery could you imagine being like could you imagine being him and like still controlling your daughter's life like that and what no, no, she, it's I mean, so gross and creepy like honestly all it makes me think about is like dude did you diddle with her when she was a kid yeah like, no kidding like you were such a creepo that like i can't imagine you not like that's it's gross it's fucking weird that i mean i could i wouldn't want that much control over anybody anyway anybody anytime for any reason well, just as an example, Let alone, you know, you know what with my dad with his uh, brain cancer. Yeah. And I have to care, you know, I care for him. Yeah. And having to take care of an adult person that actually needs the help. Yeah. Is fucking exhausting. Uh, it's just... it, it, it is it is just exhausting. It's like if if the person I had custody over didn't, you know, if they didn't need it. Why would you do it? Like, why would you have yourself that involved in someone's life that's not your, like, I even mean, your spouse, you don't want to control everything about them. Like, I mean, I know why, because money and he's a greedy little fuck. Yeah, face. but fuck. But, God, like, I get money by shit. I, I know I need money. We all need money. Yeah, but, but still. Fuck, man. That's so, oh, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Especially the fact that, what, Brittany's like fucking 40 something years old or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's not like she's, you know, this, you know, 20-year-old pop star who's out there, you know, freaking out. Like, she went through her freak out. She went through her rough phases. It's like, even if she's not, you know, even if she's not a completely competent adult, there's no way that she's so incompetent that she needs her dad managing everything about her life. And if she does, then she shouldn't be touring. Yeah. If she's in that bad shape where she needs another adult caring for her, she should be doing concerts. I mean, it doesn't sound like or, she has much of a choice if her dad's the yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's what's crazy. Is like, if the court says that she can't take care of herself, there's no way she be, should be being shown around and flown all over the world. Like, yeah. if she's at a state where she needs another adult to care for her for competency, then she should be like getting treatment. You know, yeah. getting care from other places. She shouldn't be working. I just don't understand just, how. It, it, it seems like a uh, a. Uh, it, it's counterintuitive that you're like, oh, they, they lack the ability to make decisions for themselves, but they can still do a concert every weekend. Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, even if, like, what, what, is, what is it called that he has over her? A, a conservatorship. Conservatorship. Okay, if that's a thing that you can do, and it happened after her freakout, which she was, like, in her early 20s, I feel like that's something that should go under review at least, like, every five years, if not more. To be like, is this I, still I think needed? at minimum it should be every other, like every two years. Yeah. At minimum. I was being very, like, you know, loose, liberal with it. I'm five years, but like, yeah, every other year, every, if not every year, like, oh, is this yeah, adult have, that's Yeah, have making... a therapist sit down with her, do an interview, and to check on, on like, if she still needs enough. Because she's a, an adult with rights, and it should be reviewed to make sure that you're not impeding her rights. So yeah. like, and not anybody, just... like, not just her, like, anybody that has a conservatorship, 
Like, and yeah. I get it. It could be hard for like if you have like a crazy family member that you have conservatorship that actually needs you. And not just that she needs to sit down with the therapist to make sure that she needs or doesn't need it, but also the person who is in control. They should have. Yeah, they a- should sit down and be like, "Hey, so how are you doing with this?" Because even if, like, say you're caring for someone that actually does have have issues, like serious issues, and and maybe they still. The, 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 they should be checked to make sure that they're still in the state where they can take care of them. They're not too run down. Yeah, because, I mean, even the person, if, let's say, Brittany still needed somebody to fucking take care of all of her shit, then you need to make sure that the person taking care of all of the shit is still good. Yeah. Do they need to get swapped out for another adult or, you know, who, are the, who the fuck ever? I think that equally should be checked out. Yeah. You know, that's just part of the deep and serious conversations we have here on the Lost Ground podcast when Mr. <laughs> Yummy can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who earlier couldn't remember his name, but we're having this serious conversation with our opinions. Oh, God. Oh, America. Hell, country. <laughs> hey, we vote. Just so everyone listening knows. And guess what? There's a lot of people dumber than us that also vote. Oh, God. That's really scary. Well... Y'all are fucked. I can't believe we go. To, <laughs> we can go to war. You know, war is when things get a little better, though, because then the really dumb people don't last long. Eh, I disagree. I I do not disagree. I mean, the dumb the the good ones die. The, I do. I'm you know the good ones can't die for sure. But from everything I saw, it's definitely the dumb ones that put themselves into a lot more situations where they could die. Yeah, but it's the it's the good ones and the smart ones that are watching over them and are the ones yeah. that save them or yeah, protect the them. The good ones are the when the dumb one gets shot, the good ones are like, oh, God, I'm going to try to save this guy's life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they catch a bullet trying to save his dumbass or her dumbass. I'm not going to be sexist with my hate on stupid people. Yeah. Bad. See how progressive I am? Super progressive. Women can be dumb, too. Yep. All righty. Well, my dude, uh, Mr. Early TS, it is, uh, it's about that time, I think. Well, we had an inter- I'm not going to say a good time, but we had an interesting time. Oh, this wasn't good for you? Well, I enjoyed it, but I definitely feel that we were very uh, meandering. Yeah, you know, we should probably prepare more, but... Are we really it's getting back thinking? to our roots a little bit, getting back to the the random horse shit. Yeah, but it's we're rusty. We're knocking the rust off. We're getting back back into the swing of things. It'll be it'll get better and better. Okay, so well, we are we are looking forward to doing more. And uh, I guess for tonight, we are out.